Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, how you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday, the 30th of November 2020 with me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 292. Hope you're all healthy, keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. What else can you do right now? I think I'm still going. It is hard to gauge with this non-league level of listenership, let's say, but I do think this show is really happening right now. Timestamp 1843 hours, a cold day here in South London. And yeah, I think this show is happening. I'm not in the afterlife yet, as far as I know. I haven't caught the virus as a consequence, perhaps, of being caught up in some unseemly melee in Lidl, some battle over the bananas. The bananas are always a mess in there. People breaking off a single from a bunch of five or six or breaking off a brace, thinking nothing of handling the bananas they're leaving behind. I tend to just stick with a quintet now. If I see a bunch of five, you know, uh, should have been consistent there. Quintet, five, whatever. If I see a quintet, I'm picking it up. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be snapping off any bananas. Not right now. Not in a pandemic. I hold my fellow shoppers in better regard than that. Some of the things that I've started to have a craving for in recent weeks, spaghetti bolognese. Bought some spaghetti, some linguine as well as a backup. Bought some mincemeat, got carrots, peppers. Something I've not made in years, so I don't know why I'm having these cravings right now. I can't remember if I just mentioned uh, the jam as well. That was a similar craving a couple of weeks ago. That's become an established craving. I'm again sitting at a very weird angle. I'm trying to play around with the mic stand. I'm not sure I've got it at the correct angle. I'm keeping an eye on the mixer. Everything is a bit too far away from me at the moment, and I'm sitting very rigid, afraid to turn. I've got earphones on, well, a headset on. Not really one for the headset unless I'm in a radio studio, but I'm trying to do this uh, properly now, and I'm on the way to doing that. Something that was bugging me uh, earlier on today on my run, you know, I'm trying to break down the laps. I'm trying to focus on different things on each lap, though, for reasons that you'll hear later, not possible on today's run. I was thinking, though, when I started today's run, when I was the showrunner, before we even knew what showrunners were, when I was the showrunner for the seminal US cop show, Kid Cop, that ran from 1980 to 1992, etc., etc., and which existed entirely in my own imagination. I was trying to think, at what point had I decided that Victoria Principal would not have her contract renewed in early 86? At what point had I decided to kill her character off? Had there been any point at all during that thinking process, which I think ran for weeks, where I just thought, no, what am I doing here? She's a crucial part of the show. She's my original co-star. She's still got a high profile. Just pay her what she wants. Pay her what she wants. Never happened. I was just ruthless. Just got rid of her. Killed her off. Tonight my plan 
is record this show. I don't think it's going to be a long one, to be honest. I think the things that I needed to get out of my system, I kind of got out of my system on last night's Bite Size episode. Tonight, my plan is record this, get it out, and just try and catch up on library books because I'm running to a very tight deadline now where three books need to be returned, can't be renewed after hanging on to them for a year, can't be renewed after the 10th of December. Surprised myself last night, actually, effectively multitasking. And as you know, if you're a regular listener, I'm not a multitasker. I was listening to Howard Hughes's brilliant late-night Sunday paranormal show. And at the same time, you know, much like a millennial, I had an earphone in one ear. So I had Howard Hughes in one ear, and I had my latex gloves on, and I was trying to plow through to the end of Hemingway's For Whom the Bell tolls which i've been making heavy work of one of them books that yes i can see it's a good book but the language is a bit uh it's it's difficult if you if you if you've read it you'll know what i mean he's done a literal or he did a literal translation of one of the spanish dialects i can't even remember what part of spain they're in when they're you know his characters were fighting in the civil war so it's a good book but it is one of those books that i'm very keen to finish i haven't quite enjoyed it if i'm honest now but uh, I do want to finish it. I'm only about a dozen or so pages away from completing it. Then I have a couple of books that need to be read by the 10th of December. Got some Christmas books lined up already too. One of them by James Lovegrove, a Sherlock Holmes pastiche. I should have really found out what it's called. I'll tell you in the coming weeks, and I'm sure that I am going to enjoy it. I borrowed that from the library, reserved it. I think I collected it at the start of November, maybe late October. I know you guys like the detail. Picked up some Tom Holland books as well on the ancient world from Battersea Library on, uh, I think that was Friday. Two, two, no, actually three books, three Tom Holland books I've reserved for, but two of them, never mind whether the virus is lurking within their pages. The dirt on the pages suggested that these books were first borrowed in ancient times. Not really sure yet how I'm going to handle those they may need, I, d- I don't really know how, I don't really know what I can do right now, but they may need more than the usual latex gloves. And also I'm reading normally in bed, so if the books are filthy, that does put me off a bit. I was remembering earlier today, the Friday in March, late March, when I decided on the Friday afternoon that I'd better not risk a visit to Camberwell Library, one of my favourite libraries, along with the Durning, I think, in Kennington. I put the Durning up there with Camberwell Library. And uh, Friday evenings, uh, late afternoons, evenings, maybe before a visit to my aunt's, I'd usually go to Camberwell Library, see what they had, return books if I had any to return. So it was a bit of a routine for me. And I remember it was a, a late Friday in March And there was so much about the virus by then in the news. And it looked like we were going to be heading towards a lockdown, but no decision had been made yet. And I made that decision that day with difficulty. I remember telling myself, maybe it's not wise to go to these places anymore because I was reading. Well, it was hard not to read about the virus by then. And in the end, I made the sensible decision not to go, only to find out, I think, later in the day that the library had closed down anyway because of the, or temporarily closed down rather, because of the virus. And that just seems like a different world now, different life, only eight, nine months ago. But I think I was doing that with the cafe as well, starting to 
consider whether it was safe to go. And I remember, actually, you might remember this if you're a regular listener. There was an instance in early March when I was on my way to the cafe and I was walking up uh, Wilcox Close, crossing by the library, and one of the regulars in there, he was on his bike. He's a nice guy. Try to fast track our association back in, uh, back in 2015. There's the throat going. Try to fast track our association the second time we spoke by asking if I would be happy to go halves on a mortgage with him as he tried to buy his uh, house from the council. I politely declined. Anyway, he was on his bike. He's a very tactile guy, Algerian guy and wanted to shake my hand. I could see he was angling for the handshake, and I remember just keeping my hands fixed in my pocket, and we were both crossing at the same time. I think that's what saved us. We were crossing at the lights. He was on his bike. He had made greater progress on the crossing than I had. I just kept my distance, kept my hands in my pockets, smiled at him. How are you doing? But there was no handshake, because we'd gotten to know each other well enough where we could uh, easily have exchanged a handshake mid-crossing. So there were those two instances, looking back, March of this year, where I started to think that the life I knew was not the life I was going to be able to continue. And it wasn't much of a life anyway. It was just the things I did as a matter of routine, the things that kept me taken over on a day-to-day basis. I've got the roofers here now, not, not here right now, but they're finally tackling or starting to tackle the roof I'm not even sure what that would sound like. I'm not sure they are, actually. I think they're doing the face here at the moment. They're on the top level of the scaffold in here. My levels might be a bit erratic today. I'm trying to adapt to the mic. I've not got it positioned brilliantly, having to crane my neck again, and I'm having to keep an eye on the mixer. It'll come. It will come with experience. Finally, after something like six or 700 podcasts, I've got myself proper equipment. So the roofers were here today and the noise signs that it's going to start spiking. One of my front room windows somewhat alarmingly, and bear in mind that I am on the top floor here. I'm on the second or third floor. I think it's the third floor. It's a very big, uh, it's a very tall building. It's also on a hill. And my windows appear to have become a hangout for uh, for the Cockney scaffolders, which is something of a concern. I'm keeping the blinds down without being quite shut and they're out there in their high-vis vests from just after 0800 hours, and I was fretting. I was thinking I'll be lucky to have a fraction of that neon when mine arrives, the £2.74 job from wherever it is it was arriving from because I was looking at their high-vis vests and thinking, well, that's what I really need to run during winter. But good news is that my high-vis vest arrived. I think it arrived on Saturday or Sunday. I only opened it today. As you know, I'm not a big one for opening stuff when it arrives, particularly in a pandemic, because it becomes a very convoluted process. Scissors, wipes, lots of hand washing. I was pleased with what I saw. Reflectors look good. Good level of neon as well. I may have uh, picked up a real bargain. Obviously, I need to road test it to be certain, but it looks the part. And what I saw with the pictures before I bought it, it looked the part. It was sealed in plastic. I removed it from the plastic, got rid of all the packaging. I had wondered whether I ought to wash it first, but I decided against it. I don't know if that's the right thing. There's no guidance for these things, but I'll be wearing it outdoors, so hopefully if that is a bit risky. You know, I can only hope that it's been in that plastic since before the virus, since 
before whoever ate that bat that started us off on this road to hell. Hopefully it's been bagged up before that. Almost tempted to run in the evening rather than lunchtime as I did today. Just to just to see how effective the neon was, but simply owing to a lack of sleep. Awful night's sleep last night. Listen to the whole Howard Hughes show, and then I was listening to a podcast. I'm doing all the things that the sleep webinar lady tells me I shouldn't be doing, but I just can't sleep, and that whole meditation music doesn't really do it for me. Plus, if you're using YouTube, there are ads every now and then, so you don't really get into the rhythm of the music that's supposed to be sending you to sleep. So I'd had the usual early start at this machine that I seem to live at. Started about 0700 hours and after about five and a half hours on the machine, longer actually I think, I think it was 1300 hours before I got out, I went out for the run, had to shake off the fog and the banging and the drilling was doing me in a bit. The cockney patter outside the window was, at times I was thinking, this, this is just going to get worse next week because I've got stuff coming my way that I can't get out of, and I just hope that these guys aren't the guys who are going to be doing that work. I was tempted, or I am tempted, to buy some of those spikes people put on their window ledges to keep pigeons away. Might be an idea, because I don't want that ledge to become a hangout. Also, I think that a couple of the guys might be South American, so I don't want to be overhearing anything any remarks as they maybe peer through the blinds and see the state of the place or notice the curious rectangular bits of cardboard with netting on the carpet. They might be wondering, what's going on there? Is that a game? What's, what's he doing there? What, what's going on? Why is the carpet marked out in such a strange way? Moving on to today's run, I wore six tops, including a hoodie, forgot my hat, it was such an involved process getting ready for the run that I actually forgot the hat and I was feeling that coldness on the head. Of course, I had the option of the hoodie, but I don't think I could have run in the hoodie. I think it just uh, the peripheral vision or the lack of would have uh, bothered me. Wore the long johns as well, two pairs of socks. The feet were still cold. That grass was very cold. I did just over 6K on the second lap. About uh, probably... A lap and a half in, had to stop a Lambeth Trophy dog, say one of its top five in terms of breeds, not a dog to mess around with, went for me, started circling me. Again, another lazy owner chatting to someone, middle class guy, not the kind of guy you might normally associate with that kind of dog, perhaps trying to be a bit cool, about my age, unshaven, trying to trying to laugh it off, trying to laugh off what was going on. This is the thing I don't like about dog owners is I think most of them don't appreciate that not everyone is comfortable with dogs and I'm not comfortable with dogs. I never have been, particularly those kind of dogs. But I, you know, just the lessons, the advice that I've been given since I took up running has always been if a dog comes for you, you've got to stop. And I follow that. I I definitely adhere to that. And more importantly for me, I think because of, you know, the stuff that's in the system, Despite the situation being fairly fraught, I still wasn't nervous. I just knew that I was in a potentially difficult situation because this dog was no Rolo. I mean, Rolo at the start of October or maybe was it mid-October when he bit through two of my tops and scratched my leg as his owner finally pulled him down. 
this dog was probably about 10 breeds up on Rolo. So this was not a dog to mess around with, but I still couldn't feel that fear. I attempted to break into a jog, a gentle jog, I think at least three times as the owner tried to pull the dog away. At no point fastening the lead to the dog and the dog kept coming and I just had to stop. And, you know, I was worried a bit that this was going to affect my uh, running app. I don't think it does. I don't think Runkeeper bothers with it, whereas Strava probably would because it would kill me to have to pause. That, to me, would ruin the run. And I've just been thrown by that motorbike or whatever it was. Where was I? I was talking about this dog trying to talk into the mic. I made three attempts, okay, to break into a gentle jog away from the dog and the dog just kept coming. And again, I was aware that I should feel anxiety, that I was in a situation that should be causing me anxiety. But one, I don't seem to feel it. Two, I'm just so tired anyway. And again, it was a it was a run that was problematic from the beginning. Partly the cold, I think, but also I think it's just the lack of sleep. It's got to be because I just feel so shattered when I'm out there. I feel more tired out there than when I'm sitting here, you know, in front of the laptop trying to do my work. And this lack of sleep, this kicked in when I was trying to finish that play in October that took me about three weeks, I think, to get uh, my head around before I finally finished it. And that established this pattern of just not sleeping properly. And that's where I still am. And it's not getting worse, but it's not getting better and certainly affecting the running. I think uh, I did a I did just over 6K today and I was never going to do more than that. It was just going to be a couple of laps because I knew that I didn't have the energy. Also, quite frankly, being out there in the cold, it's very hard to enjoy. I'm not one of those guys who who can deal with that too well. I came in and I think maybe it's a measure of the stress I'm under. I was feeling a real stress on a couple of teeth, so I just put the mouth guard in. It's amazing how stress can just affect so many parts of your body. And my dentist was always on at me about how teeth move so easily. You know, you might have a habit of pulling a certain facial, not a big thing with me because, you know, I have a limited range of facial expressions. But if you chew gum, and I used to chew a lot of gum before I got my late in life adult brace in 2013, if you're chewing gum, that's going to wreak havoc with your teeth, particularly the lower teeth, which are always prone to overcrowding as you get older. So when you're stressed as well, you're going to be clenching your jaw. That's going to affect your teeth. And I think I'm going through one of them periods now where, as he has advised in the past, I'm surprised he hasn't charged for that advice because, uh, you know, I mean, dentists are up there with landlords for uh, for charging. And again, I've forgotten my thread. This is where I am right now. Just a very forgetful middle-aged man. I can't even remember what my thread Incredible. Maybe you can finish that for me. Tweet at 1607 West Egg. Tell me what I was going to say. Have a have a guess about what I was going to say or post complete my sentence on Instagram or the Facebook page. The Windows reinstall, that is going ahead next week. I gave them a provisional date, which I told you about. It allows me to at least finish, uh, I think, two or three interviews, one of which is the interview for my theatre piece. I've got to do a Zoom with the theatre And I've got two interviews for the new football show. So at least I can finish those. And then, you know, from Wednesday next week to Friday, it's going to be absolute hell, I suppose. And I'm just going to have to deal with it. But what can I do? Got to choose my battles. I chose to fight this thing. 
I wasn't going to win. That became apparent. Well, I gave it a good try. Episode 292, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, is available. Sweating the small stuff Mondays and Thursdays. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 1607westegfacebook.com forward slash DRT. Available ways to support the show, PayPal and coffee.com links on the website, danielruiztyson.com. Any donations come straight into this work. That is how. Much of this equipment has been afforded along with the patron. Everything that this show makes comes back into the work. Uh, Rate, review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Again, no reviews in such a long time. A review will just increase this show's visibility, bring in a bigger audience. I'm not going to be one of those guys who pretends he doesn't want a bigger audience. You know, I'm not saying I want to be global, but a bigger audience... I'm up for that. Most importantly, the best way to support this work is via the Patreon page. Bonus content every Thursday, the odd bite-sized episode 2, the latest of which, as I said earlier, was out last night. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. You'll be hard pushed to find a more generous Patreon out there. I had hoped to feel a bit more benefit from the run this afternoon, but I did find myself working hard to shut down some let's say, dark moments and sad recollections, so on and so forth. It is a real mental battle at times. And I spoke to an old friend this afternoon, the guy who made the script I co-wrote a few years ago, made that uh, film Bubbles, and he was saying that like a lot of people, I may have got to the stage where the mental side of things is more important now than catching the virus that I really need to start living a bit more and I would take that point on board. I think there's something in that. I would refute any suggestion that I have been paranoid, though. I don't think I have. I would accept that I've been cautious, and that's partly because, you know, because of my aunt and uncle who I've got the bubble with, but I don't think I've been paranoid. I, uh, I stand, Yeah, I stand by that. I stand by that. Apart from the incident last week before... No, it was last week when that... No, it was two weeks ago when that builder shook my hand in the flat... Now, of course, I think most people would be paranoid about that. Those windows, as I said just before the break, uh, they're now happening next week, Wednesday to Friday. Possibly an extra day to resolve snagging. I'm sure it will be stressful. But a, a couple of weeks from today, as I said, hopefully I can say that it is over. And right now, that's the one positive I have right now, is that two weeks from today, hopefully it's over. And I can just shut my door to these people and keep their cockney patter outside these windows you know i just need things to be a bit better in general just quite drained empty i feel that when i'm running lately i think that's why i'm not doing too great on the running at the minute that tiredness just kicks in when i'm out in the park the situation the life i'm living the manner of the living has sucked out whatever life was in there the 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 pressure has impacted dreadfully on the new show which i do see as a possible way forward though given a choice given the work needed to just make an episode of the new show it's something that had things been going better i wouldn't have done you know it's not something that i was looking to do at any point i'd rather not have had to do this and maybe it's not so easy anyway in that for many years now i've just not loved football the way that i used to if anything boxing gets me a bit more excited and certainly i don't listen to football shows i listen to boxing shows 
but I don't really listen to football shows because there are so many out there that are so samey. You know, I, I will get away with doing this show because it's old football. I've come up with a quirky angle. I know so much about that and the history of the game, the way it was spread around the globe, the handful of barely known English managers responsible for the game going global. And I can get away with it and I can do it in a good way. But if things had been good, I go nowhere near doing another podcast, especially when every single thing I have to do, I have to do on my own. And that's where the pressure is building. That's where the hours are getting longer and the nights are getting longer. And maybe that lack of love for football will be a big problem with the show going forward. Or maybe once it's up and running and I hit my groove and I'm in control of it and I've not got all these external pressures, maybe it will be okay. But it is worrying me because it's not going to be hard to shake off those pressures that are meaning that I'm not putting much time into that show. Still with football slightly, back was playing up a bit uh, today, not as much as yesterday, as I said in the bite size last night. I'm as behind on Star Wars Football Silver Age Season 5 as I am on the football show, the football podcast, that is, and cramming three games in on Saturday of Star Wars Football wrecked my back yesterday. Saturday had been okay. I had a call from my aunt. I reminded her that it was one of her son's birthdays. Inevitably, she had forgotten. I don't think it's an age thing. With her, this has been going on for years. It's just the way her, well, it's just the way she is, really. She's quite scatty. Recent years, as regular listeners may remember, I've not got my Christmas socks until March. Had a good calzone conversion Saturday evening. That was a positive this weekend. The uh, little meat feast making its fourth consecutive sloth Saturday appearance, keeping out the thin and crispy Sainsbury spicy chicken pizza. Had a bit of uh, pizza base stick into the tray. On Saturday evening, I think maybe I warmed the oven. I kept it on for too long before putting the uh, pizza in. Of course, it does take a while to add all the toppings for the conversion. And it's very rare that I have uh, I have to scrub a tray as thoroughly and furiously as I had to on Saturday evening. Sunday, as touched on last night, that was um, that was hard going at times. Really, really tough. I do think that I'm going to have to do something to counter this have to embrace a bit of life. I've got a real craving to go to the cafe, but I'm just not sure that I can do it. But it's something really, I think, for the first time in eight or nine months that I'm thinking I really want to go there. But it involves so much. And I don't think it's something that I could do on my own because I think I'd be clueless as to how it all works. You know, what's the protocol? And also, as I've said, I think in recent weeks, the wise thing to do would be to drink outside, so it's going to be cold, so your coffee's going to go colder, quicker, so you're going to have to buy, you're going to have to spend more money on coffee. But also that community, they love the cigarette. You're going to be there surrounded by cigarette smoke, and that's before we even consider whether cigarette smoke, uh, passive smoking, you know, whether the virus can travel in passive smoking. I'm not even... Uh, going to begin to tackle that i remember that they were talking about vaping possibly being an issue when it came to the virus some months ago i i don't know what became of that train of thought and i don't know whether passive smoking again is also uh, a bit of a problem but yeah it wouldn't be an enjoyable coffee i don't think but i do think i need to start tackling this i need to find a way to live with this virus because just being on my own now coming into a ninth month of this uh, having a, a dreadful impact i think on me it really is uh, let's uh 
up the mood a bit with a breakfast update. Saturday was crackers, Sunday was toast. I had crackers in the evening because obviously Sunday lunchtime is always the oversized bowl of porridge. Though this week I was quite reasonable with uh, the porridge. I didn't overdo it. And uh, this morning was crackers. I still haven't had anything to eat this evening. I did overeat when I came back from the run today. I think I was smarting from the dog incident. And, uh, you know, the blue sky thinking, which I I, kind of like. I I do like returning to the flat with a bit more of a positive outlook from the run. It wasn't there today, I think, because of the situation with the dog. So I had my uh, cereal. uh, Yeah, it was the cereal and yogurt. And I overate like a pig. So then I had a workout in the afternoon. So I've had a run and I've had a workout and the workout was motivated by guilt just for overeating. Let's uh, give you, uh, let's give you the Nectar points update for this week. Actually, uh, before I give you the points update, a funny incident in Little in Stockwell on Friday, 12.37 hours. Funny to me anyway, you may not find it funny. Well, actually, was it funny to me? I didn't laugh, but you know, I'm not a laugh out loud kind of guy, but It's certainly something that I haven't seen before, though I'll tell you about something that happened to me back in 2004 in Spain after this that I've just remembered now. So Little Stockwell, someone in the dairy section, they had a bottle of champagne in their basket. I don't know how it happened, whether it was knocked or dropped, but there was foam spraying everywhere, drenching a bunch of people. It was like watching the end of a really Grand Prix. And that reminds me of something that happened to me in a hotel in Spain in 2004, back in the days when I used to have holidays and when I used to travel a lot and frequently. And I was there with a new girlfriend, someone I'd known from the Spanish consulate school and, you know, still at that stage of uh, getting to know each other all over again. And her family lived locally and we were in the hotel. And I think we were, we were about to go out, I think. We were on the balcony. I'd had a shower and I was walking back into the bathroom to deodorize. I pressed the deodorant and I couldn't stop it. It was just spraying constantly and I was in a panic because it was going everywhere and it was emptying out and it was, you know, not as pricey as one of the kids' deodorants, but pricey by my standards. And I was wrestling with this thing. I couldn't get it to stop. It got in my face. It got in my mouth. The uh, then new girlfriend couldn't stop laughing. She was in hysterics. And I think it took a few minutes for this thing to completely empty out. I don't know what happened, but uh, that champagne incident in Little on Friday reminded me of that uh, 2004 incident back in uh, Spain. Let's uh, move on to the points. Might need to switch on a light here. Hang on. Might have been knocking a few things. I'm still trying to get used to what's here now. I've got this big mic arm on one side of the desk that I'm going to need to move at some point because it's not ideal where it is. Okay, uh, semi-skimmed, six pints, pound fifty-five. So let me give you my opening balance first, actually, 409 points. Bought a baked, a loose-baked potato, 21p. Bought some yogurt, bought a greeting card. It was my aunt's birthday on Sunday. My budget normally for a greeting cards is 50p, but this was a smaller store. So when I saw a card for a pound, I thought, yeah, I'm not going to go all the way to Nine Elms just to get the usual 50p birthday card. If we weren't in a pandemic, maybe I'd consider the uh, extra journey involved to get to Nine Elms. But we're in a pandemic, a pound for a birthday card. I think that's fairly good going. Bought some washing up liquid. There's the uh, linguine, 55p. Need to decide whether I'm going for the linguine 
or the spaghetti for this bolognese needs to be, I think the meat needs to be done by the 5th of December. Got some uh, tomato and herb sauce. I'm not going to be um, making my own sauce, you know. I'm not going to live on my own. What am I going to do, start making my own sauce? How does that, how does that improve my life? Uh, a single orange, 30p. Bought some more antibacterial wipes. There's going to be a lot of those in the flat next week. The final... Uh, what am I trying to say? It all came to seven pounds seventy six. Seven points earned to take me up to four hundred and sixteen nectar points worth two pound and eight pence. Can I get to the two fifty with less than uh, four weeks to Christmas? That's got to be the target. Having said that, I was supposed to run thirteen k before the end of November, and I haven't done that. I think I got to twelve, and that was the best. And that was a couple of weeks ago. What can you do? You can't always. Uh, beat the records or the targets that you set yourself and that is it that is the end of this week's show a low-key show i recognize that just not much to talk about right now which i suppose is a bit of a problem if you're a podcaster and not much that i can talk about without coming across as self-absorbed which maybe i am i'll leave that to you to decide you spend each day on your own the chances are Maybe you're going to be self-absorbed. Maybe you're going to be thinking a bit too much about things. Tomorrow's agenda, work on this um, interview for uh, for Wednesday for the new show. think I'm zooming in with Clay Low too for another tutorial, working out what the new mixer does, hopefully trying to work out how I can position this mic arm a bit more comfortably for myself. need to work out how to record WhatsApp calls for the new show as well. That one is keeping me awake at night because I think that might need a cable and I don't have it. And of course, I can get the cable. But what if one of the two interviews that I've got lined up that I managed to sort out, nail down a time for before all this uh, work in the building and the flat through a complete spanner in the works? What if uh, one of these guys says they want to do it via WhatsApp? I've got a bit of a problem there. Of course, nowhere in tomorrow's agenda is there the opportunity to write the thing that really keeps me going more than anything, and that is uh, probably a very, or should be, a very big concern. If you're a creator, you need to be creating. You know, that is the thing that keeps me going, and today has been just another day where I've not done a thing. Thank you guys anyway for listening. If you're not joining us on Thursday, I'm back next Monday, probably back earlier than that right now given the way things are going. Get those shoulders back, keep on walking towards the sun, keep washing those hands. I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson, and this start of the week, I have been available. <laughs>